the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. There's not three groups or five groups or 15 groups. There's two groups. There's sheep and there's goats. There's believers and unbelievers. There's saved and unsaved. And everybody is in one of those two groups. Those who've put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ have the assurance of the forgiveness of their sins and eternal life with Him. Those who have not put their trust in Christ will face eternal punishment. And that's it. Those are the only two categories. In the world we live in today, everyone gets a trophy. You don't have to make a solid decision about something or even win to receive the reward anymore. However, as we'll learn today, this is not how God operates. In today's message, Pastor Dan is going to be talking about how there is two and only two groups of people at the end of the day. Those who are saved by Jesus and going to heaven, and those who are not. It's black and white, and Jesus is calling us Christians to be ready for when that time comes. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew chapter 25 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Verse 33, and he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. So, you know, this half, you're on my right hand, so you would be the sheep. Unfortunately, you chose to sit on the left today, so you are all goats over here. He's going to separate them. And look at the word in verse 32, the word nations there. That's an important word for understanding the passage. The word nations here, it refers to the Gentiles or the non-Jews. It's not talking about political nations or countries. Countries will not be gathered and judged as countries collectively at this judgment. But this is talking about individual Gentiles who will be judged. This is an individual judgment, not not a national judgment. And so they'll be gathered together in Jerusalem and judged by Jesus Christ, both believers and unbelievers. During the tribulation period, people will become believers in Jesus Christ. You'll have believers that come through the tribulation, and here now when Jesus returns, he judges those who are on the earth at that time. The prophet Joel in the Old Testament spoke about this judgment of the Gentiles, and I want you to look at it with me. Joel chapter 3. So what Jesus is referring to in Matthew 25 is spoken of in the Old Testament in Joel chapter 3. So he's not really introducing something new here. It's something old from Joel chapter 3. Joel chapter 3 verse 1. For behold, in those days and at that time, so he's talking about in the future, 
when I bring back the captives of Judah and Jerusalem, he's going to regather the Jews back into their land in the last days. I will also gather all nations. And again, the word nations refers to Gentiles. I will also gather all nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. And I will enter into judgment with them there. Note this, on account of my people, my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations, they have also divided up my land. Here he he says all nations or the Gentiles will be brought down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. And the Lord says, and I will enter into judgment with them there on account of my people, my heritage Israel, whom they've scattered among the nations, and they have also divided up my land. Jesus will gather all the Gentiles into the valley of Jehoshaphat for this judgment. The valley of Jehoshaphat is believed to be the Kidron Valley which sits between the Temple Mount and the Mount of Olives. Jesus is on the Mount of Olives as he's giving this this teaching. Just below the Mount of Olives is the Kidron Valley. That is believed to be the Valley of Jehoshaphat. In fact, in, in the Kidron Valley, there's a little sign that says the Valley of Jehoshaphat. So it's believed to be the Valley of Jehoshaphat. And that will be the location where Jesus sits on his throne and judges the Gentiles. And, and Joel tells us here, please note this, that the Lord will judge the Gentiles on account of my people, my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations, and they've divided up the land of Israel, which God calls my land. And so Joel tells us the basis of this judgment will be the treatment of the Jewish people and the dividing up of the land of Israel during the tribulation period. That's the key to understanding what Jesus is saying in Matthew chapter 25. This judgment that will take place will be on the basis of the Jewish people and the dividing of the land. So the Gentiles living at the time of this judgment will be judged on the basis of how they treated the Jewish people during the tribulation period and what they did with the land of Israel. Did they participate in the mistreatment of the Jewish people? Or did they help the Jewish people during the tribulation? Turn back with me to Matthew 25. Now, that's the key to understanding and unlocking what Jesus says here. In our passage, Jesus will sit on his throne in glory. Joel tells us it's going to be in the valley of Jehoshaphat, the Kidron Valley. The Gentiles will be gathered to him, and he will separate the Gentiles into two groups, like a shepherd who divides his sheep from his goats. Verse 33, he will set his sheep on his right hand. The right hand is the hand of favor. And he will put the goats on his left. Verse 34, then the king... Note that the king, this is the only place where Jesus explicitly refers to himself as the king. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom. This is the beginning of the kingdom age. 
inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Verse 37, then the righteous will answer him. The righteous. Those on the right hand are called the righteous. Those on the right hand are believers here. That's why they're righteous. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or feed you or thirsty or give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, assuredly, I say to you, and as much as you did it to one of the least of these, note this, My brethren, you did it to me. And so the question is, verse 40, who are the brethren of Jesus Christ? The brethren of Jesus Christ here are the Jewish people. Not the church. It's the Jewish people. Joel 3 told us the basis of this judgment is the treatment of the Jewish people, of Israel, and the dividing of the land of Israel. And notice Jesus says, when you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Again, this is a judgment for those who who live through the tribulation. We're not going to be there. It's not for believers. Uh, If you're a non-believer, you may go through the tribulation. Uh, But this is for those who come through the tribulation. And this judgment now is the basis of this judgment is during the tribulation period, What did you do with the Jewish people? And he says here, when you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. When you helped my brethren, the Jewish people, by giving them food and drink and shelter and medical attention and visiting them in prison, you ministered, Jesus says, you did it to me. You ministered to me. And this reminds me of what Jesus said to Saul of Tarsus on the road to Damascus. Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Saul was persecuting the church. And Jesus said, why do you persecute me? Persecuting his church is the same as persecuting Jesus. And here, helping the Jewish people is the same as helping Jesus, or you minister to Jesus by ministering to his people. And of course, this has a broader application of just helping people in need. But the specific context is the Jewish people during the tribulation period. During the tribulation, we know the Bible tells us the Jewish people will suffer the worst persecution they've ever experienced in history, which is saying a lot when you consider the persecution the Jewish people have already experienced throughout world history. Prophet Jeremiah tells us that the tribulation will be a time of Jacob's trouble. Zechariah 13.8 tells us two-thirds of the Jewish people will be killed during the tribulation. Only one-third will survive the tribulation. And the Bible tells us that Satan will unleash persecution on the Jewish people through the world leader known as the Antichrist and a final attempt to exterminate the Jewish people from the face of the earth. In Matthew chapter 24, if you just look back in Matthew 24, verse 15. Jesus said, therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel, the prophet standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. He's speaking to Jews living in Israel, in Judea. 
He's saying to them, when this happens at the midpoint of the tribulation period and the Antichrist turns against you and begins to persecute the Jews, those living in Israel, run for your lives, flee to the mountains, go out to the desert. Let him who's on the housetop not go down to take anything out of his house. There's no time to pack. Let him who is in the field not go back to get his clothes. But woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days because it's going to slow you down. And pray that your flight may not be in winter because they're going to be fleeing out into the desert and the winter's the rainy season and the roads flood in the desert. Or on the Sabbath. Again, he's writing to Jews. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. He's writing to Jews here. Everything shuts down on the Sabbath in Israel. For then there will be great tribulation, such as not been since the beginning of the world until this time, no, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, the Jewish people, those days will be shortened. Satan will seek to destroy the Jewish people off the face of the earth. And the Jewish people living in Israel at that time will have to flee into the mountains and flee into the desert for refuge from the Antichrist and from his forces. And during that time, during that time, some Gentile believers will help the Jewish people. Jesus' brethren, as the Jews are being persecuted, some will provide food for them and drink and shelter and medical care and visit them in prisons at a time when it will be very dangerous to do so. You know, during World War II, a small number of Christians in Europe helped the Jewish people escape extermination at the hands of the Nazis by hiding Jews in their homes from the Nazis at a time when most people were hostile toward the Jews or indifferent about what was happening to the Jews. There was a minority of ordinary people who helped them at great personal risk. I think of Corey Ten Boom. Maybe you've heard of her or read her book, Hiding Place. Corey Ten Boom was a Christian whose family hid Jews in their home in Holland to protect them from Nazi persecution. And Corey Ten Boom and her family were discovered by the Nazis and arrested and sent to a concentration camp for helping the Jews. At Yad Vashem, the Holocaust Museum in Jerusalem, they have a garden honoring Gentiles who helped save Jews during the Holocaust. And the 
Gentiles who help the Jews are called the righteous among the nations. The righteous among the nations. Uh, You can go on Yad Vashem's website and you can read some of the stories of the righteous among the nations who helped the Jewish people and saved lives from the Nazis. I was reading last night on Yad Vashem's website about this couple and they lived in Warsaw and they ran the zoo in Warsaw and they hid Jews in the cages that were empty. They, they, they moved the animals around and hid Jews in some of the cages to save them from the Nazis. The righteous among the nations. You know, in this garden that they have there at Yad Vashem, they have trees planted for these different righteous among the nations, these Gentiles, these non-Jews, who are recognized for helping, helping the Jews escape death at the hands of the Nazis, and they have a tree that's planted there for Corrie ten Boom and for her family. And it's smaller than the other trees. And the reason is, that literally, the day that Corrie ten Boom died, her tree that was planted there died. And they had to plant a new tree in the garden for Corrie ten Boom. And so all the trees are you know, about the same size, and you have this tree that's smaller, And that's the reason why. Well, during the tribulation, it will be similar to Europe in World War II. The Jewish people will be persecuted at the hands of the Antichrist and his government. And only believers will be willing to go against the Antichrist, go against the government, go against the policies, and risk their own lives to aid the Jewish people. Now, please don't be confused here. I'm not saying, and Jesus is not teaching here, that believers will be saved by their works. Scripture is clear. A person is saved by grace through faith and the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross, not by works, but we do show our faith by our works, James tells us. And during the tribulation, one way believers will show their faith will be by helping Jesus' brethren, the Jews. And so apparently this will be, during the tribulation, This will be a big dividing line between believers and unbelievers. What you say about the Jewish people, what you say about the land of of Israel, and believers and unbelievers will have very different answers to those questions. Just like today, believers and unbelievers have different answers to moral questions in our culture today. And during the tribulation, this, this will be kind of the dividing line the Jewish people, and Israel. Now look at verse 41. Verse 41, Jesus addresses those on his left hand, which would be the goats, and they represent the unbelievers here. Then he will also say to those on the left hand, depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you did not take me in naked and you did not clothe me sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them saying, assuredly, I say to you, and as much as you did not do it to one of the least of these, 
You did not do it to me. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. So during the tribulation, unbelievers will be indifferent about the suffering of the Jewish people under the Antichrist. They will not help the Jewish people at all. In fact, Revelation tells us that the world will worship the Antichrist and praise him for the decisions he's making and for the policies of the Antichrist. And when Jesus returns and judges the Gentiles, we're told here that that believers will enter into the kingdom, they'll enter into the Messianic age, the millennium, while unbelievers will be cast into the everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels, verse 41. That's the lake of fire. You know, we're told here in verse 41 that the lake of fire was made for the devil and his angels, for demons. A person only ends up there because they have rebelled against God and rebelled against God's authority, just as Satan and his demons have rebelled against God's authority. And and so they end up in the same place as Satan and his demons. They share in his rebellion. They're going to share in his punishment But originally, it wasn't really made for man. It was made for the devil and for his demons. And please note the word everlasting in verse 41. Please underline that in your Bible. The lake of fire is a place of everlasting fire. It's described in verse 46 as everlasting punishment. Everlasting means eternal. The lake of fire is a place of eternal punishment. For the person who rebels against God and refuses his free gift of salvation through Jesus Christ, that person will be cast into eternal punishment. It's not temporary. It's not just for a short time. They don't cease to exist. It's eternal. It's everlasting. It has no end. Just as eternal life will have no end for the believer in Jesus Christ. Jesus divides everyone into one of two groups here. There's not three groups or five groups or 15 groups. There's two groups. There's sheep and there's goats. There's believers and unbelievers. There's saved and unsaved. And everybody is in one of those two groups. Those who've put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ have the assurance of the forgiveness of their sins and eternal life with him. Those who have not put their trust in Christ will face eternal Punishment. And that's it. Those are the only two categories. If you haven't trusted Jesus Christ, I want to encourage you to do that today. Because you're in one of two groups. And if you haven't put your trust in Jesus Christ, you should put your trust in him today. And he will forgive you of your sins. And you will have the assurance that when you die, you will have eternal life with him. And so as we come to the end of the Olivet Discourse here, Jesus has told us the signs of the end of the age. He's told us the signs of his second coming. And he has told us that we should be watchful for him to come. We should be ready for him to come. And we should be doing his work in this world until he comes. And Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you for your word and We thank you that you're coming, Lord, for your church and that one day we'll be with you. Lord, I pray that we would be watchful. I pray that we would be ready. And I pray, Lord, that we would be busy about your business in this world, Lord. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Currently, Pastor Dan is teaching through the book of Matthew, chapter by chapter and verse by verse. This is a book that may cause you to be curious about the history before and also what comes after. If you're wondering about something you heard today, would you give us a call? Our number is 410-491-4592. We'd be happy to talk with you about anything you heard today or to hear about how these messages are impacting your life. We'd also love to know about any prayer requests you might have. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. Would you be willing to pray for the ministry of Ring of Truth? So many listeners may be hearing life-giving scripture they might not hear elsewhere. What an opportunity to reach people who are lost and without hope in the world. We'd be grateful for your prayers as the word is going out through these messages. If you'd like some specifics, we'd ask that you pray that lives would be changed and that God's kingdom would have more and more souls join him because of the truth of his word. Thanks so much for listening today and for praying. If you'd like to hear more messages like this one, we encourage you to go to calvaryec.com. Next time, Pastor Dan will continue on in the book of Matthew right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.